Hello, everybody, and welcome to the race recap analysis of stage five of the Tour de France, an absolute humdinger of a GC battle from Po to La Hanse. First, let's begin with a brief recap. And I mean, where to begin? It was a tough, tough day to get into the breakaway this morning. We saw a number of teams and riders throw names up the road. At one point, it was almost as if every team in the peloton had a rider up there in the breakaway, including UAE and Jumbo Visma. The breakaway then broke up, if you will, later on into the stage, creating a bigger group on the road, notably with some big-name GC riders, including 2022 Giro champion Jai Hindley, who was there with Pat Conrad, the Austrian who has won a Tour de France stage in the past at Saint-Gaudens, as well as Emil Buchmann, former fourth-place finisher at the Tour de France. They were joined up the road by the likes of Jules Ciccone, Alaphilippe, and Wal Van Aert. Yes, we hear you, Wal Van Aert fans. He was up in the breakaway earlier on. Over the final climb of the day, we saw a filtration of the GC favourites, which benefited Felix Gal, Jai Hindley, Jules Ciccone, and Jack Haig. Haig subsequently was dropped, leaving just Ciccone and Gal chasing Jai Hindley, who attacked away and soloed across the top of the climb with the bonus seconds at the Col de Marie Blanc. Behind... It was a frantic battle in the breakaway to chase down Hinley, but the former Giro champion was gaining a big gap. In the GC group of favourites, however, this is where things get interesting. UAE were controlling affairs for much of the day with Jumbo Visma sort of waiting in the wings. So UAE were leading the group into the climb with Gorshartner and Micah waiting and waiting for the fireworks to, to explode. Before the fireworks really took off, Sepp Kuss ripped the group up to, to filter the group down to just Pogacar, Vigo, and Kuss. Once Kuss was done, Vingegaard moved away. He attacked Pogacar then, just couldn't really respond. It looked like he was missing something in the gap, and the gap quickly grew up to 45 seconds by the time they crested the climb. Nevertheless, Pogacar was scrambling with Kuss in the wings, uh, wondering what he does, but he waited up for the group of GC favorites who were dropped, which included his teammate Adam Yates, Simon Yates, as well as other GC favorites, including uh, David Gaudu and Carlos Rodriguez. Up in front, Vingo bridged up to the remnants of the breakaway, including Emil Buchmann, Jula Chikona, and Felix Gal. Those guys didn't want to work with Vingo. It sparked a bit of a conversation between Chikona and the others in the breakaway. Vingo therefore had to sort of time trial it in with the other guys waiting in tow, whilst Hinley up the road with about 45 seconds of a lead took the stage win. His first ever stage win at the Tour de France in his first ever Tour de France, proving that he can really rise to the occasion in the Grand Boucle. As I mentioned, behind the sprint was on. Chikona took second place in the stage, with third place going to Felix Gal, fourth to Emil Buchmann, and fifth to Jonas Vingegaard. There was a small gap on the line. However, a minute down the road, yes, one minute behind Vingegaard, the sprint was on between the GC favorites, won by Matthias Gellemons ahead of Danny Martinez, Pogaccia, Godu, and Rodriguez. What this means for the GC then at the end of today means that Jai Hindley now leads the Tour de France by 47 seconds of a lead over Jonas Vingegaard. Third place is now Jura Chikana of Lidl Trek. Fourth place is Emil Buchmann of Bora Hansgor. Fifth and sixth is Yates and Pogacar, both of UAE team Emirates, at 1 minute 34 for Yates and 1 minute 40 for Pogacar. Simon Yates is at 1 minute and 40 seconds in seventh. Skielmo is in eighth at 1 minute and 56, as is Carlos Rodriguez and Godou in ninth and tenth. This has really sort of basculated, it's shaken up the GC completely to a point now where Jai Hindley is the leader 
of this Tour de France. In his first ever Tour de France, quite the feat. The man who's only ever won the pink jersey for two stages, but right when it counted towards the end of the race. A man who usually grows into a Grand Tour is leading right now on stage five. So let's begin with Jai Hindley and Bora Hansgrohe. Was this tactical genius from Bora Hansgrohe? Well, I think it could be. In the early move today, there were many, many teams fighting to get into the breakaway, including some of the riders from GC favorite teams, including UAE Anand Jumbo Visma, who sent Wout van Aert to win the stage up the road. In hindsight, it was probably a little bit too difficult. Nevertheless, Hindley was up there with Conrad and Bookman, his two biggest helpers in the GC. Looking at tomorrow's stage, the final climb isn't too difficult. So today they knew it was going to be attritional and important to really fight for those GC seconds. And the best place to be in the road is ahead. Hindley's gap went up to about four minutes at one point, and it was seeming sort of, uh, I mean, hard to sort of justify why Yumbo Visma and UAE would let Hindley up the road. They were both losing time, particularly Yumbo Visma, who weren't investing in chasing back Hindley. Yes, it worked out in the end, given that Vingegaard put time into Pogaccia, but he's still behind Hindley in the GC. Emil Buchmann being up there as well was a was a brilliant sort of stroke of genius. He's their second strongest climber. They worked closely at the Giro a couple of years back, and that sort of tactical nuance uh, seemed to really play out on the road here today. It worked, you know, the, the, these kind of tactics, we don't see this very often in cycling. Yes, Ben O'Connor a couple of years back, but Ben O'Connor wasn't necessarily a podium contender at the beginning of that race. Jai Hindley came into this Tour de France as the number three favorite to win this race. So it is surprising that he was allowed up the road and allowed to gain as much time as he did. So for Bora Hansgrohe, they now have two riders in top in top five with Hindley leading and Buchmann in fourth place. Buchmann, I imagine, would be sacrificed later on into this race. But at the Giro a couple of years back, Buchmann was still in top 10 whilst Hindley fought for the win. Bora Hansgrohe will now have to control this race for the next couple of stages. Yes, I understand, but they have brought a whole host of rulers. And given that they haven't seen as much sprinting success as they may have wanted earlier on in this race, the likes of maybe Jordi Meus, Nils Pollard, Danny Van Poppel, Marco Haller, they will be very, very useful to control affairs whilst the likes of Conrad, Jungels, Buchmann and, and Hinley really fight in the mountains to keep that yellow jersey for as long as possible. Now let's look towards... The other big win of the day, Jonas Vingo of Jumbo Visma. Yes, he attacked Pogacar, placed some vital time into him, one minute on a stage we thought would actually suit Pogacar. He won in a very similar profile in 2020, after all. So for Jumbo Visma, the odds weren't really in their favor. They didn't invest in sort of chasing down the Hindley move up in the breakaway. They actually had Tish Bernot and Wal van Aert up there in the early move in the breakaway. Wal van Aert was sort of playing around with the breakaway. He attacked, which maybe helped Hindley gain more time, actually, uh, in, in the finale of the stage. He couldn't really offer much in terms of domestique role when he came back in, into the group of favorites. But the real vital cog here was Sepp Kuss. The rest of Jumbo Visma were vapid today, not really there at all. It was down to Sepp Kuss, who's up the ante once again. This man has decided many, many Grand Tours, and I think he's almost deciding this Tour de France right now. He sort of kept the pressure on, and then Vingegaard attacked, and Pogacar simply couldn't follow. Jumbo Visma, though, it was a very strange strategy, because they have lost out as well. If they invested in chasing alongside UAE, they also would be closer to Hinley. They might have taken the jersey if they brought back Jai Hinley. I just don't quite understand how and why they let Hinley up the road with such a big leash. He is a guy who has won the judo in the past. He is 
a great rider, a grand tour star, and we know how well he rides into that final week of racing. So it is a little bit confusing to me as to why Yumbo Visma let that go. Yes, you can see it all worked out in the end, but that's because of the brute force and the strength of Sepkus and Jonas Vingo as a double act. Now looking towards the big loser, Tadej Pogacar. We were hyping up this Pogacar-Vingo battle I mean, all year, ever since last year's Tour de France, and maybe even the Tour de France beforehand. And today we have a clear leader. Jonas Vingo gaining one minute on Pogacar. Pogacar just did not look strong today. Usually you see him, he's got that strong lateral movement. Sometimes the cyclists, you can see in their movement how strong they're feeling. Pogacar was missing that sort of oomph today. Over the top of the climb, he sort of... His shoulders went down. Usually, we even saw it on the stage at the Jais Cabell. He continues riding over the top of the climb to gain every second he can. Pogacar didn't even really attack in response to Vingo. He got swept up by Sepp Kuss, and it's worrying. Maybe his wrist is now coming back to him. I don't quite think this is a question of UAE's tactics. They just seem to be on an off day with both Yates and Pogacar. Neither of those guys did much work, and Micah was fresh on that final climb. So I think this is more a question of fitness. Pogacar evidently wasn't there. Once they were head-to-head, -head, he missed out. And on the flatlands, he had to wait up for Adam Yates and that group of favourites. He couldn't even time trial on his own. It's worrying viewing for what's to come for us, spectators who want a big open race and another Pogacar versus Vingago battle. But at the moment in the GC, Vingago has a 45-second lead over Tadej Pogacar. What does this sort of filtration mean for the rest of the Tour de France? Well, Hinley and Borohanskaya now have to control it. As I mentioned, they have a good team, a legitimate team to do so. Also, Jonas Vingo has to emerge as a clubhouse leader. If, if you'd want to look past Hinley, uh, Jumbo Visma will now probably appear closer towards the front of the peloton, allowing UAE some days to sort of relax, given that Yates and Pogacar are neither sort of the top two riders in GC anymore. For UAE, they have sort of lost something today. They lost a minute with both Yates and Pogacar. The fight for third place for Yates isn't looking quite as strong. They said they were co-leaders coming into this, but for UAE, it's just more worrying given that Pogacar's strength wasn't quite there today, but it was maybe two, three days ago. That's why it's a little bit confusing for us spectators to see this. Elsewhere, we do have some big winners and some losers. Lidl Trek definitely gained today. Chikana is now third place in GC and Skielamosa sits in eighth place. They are uh, really up there in the GC fight. A big loser today is Bahrain Victorious. Mikel Landa lost a lot of time today. He sits at three minutes back in the GC fight, which I think is just insurmountable. At this point, Egan Bernal also lost time in the GC fight. Wilco Kelderman did not look as sharp as I was hoping. Some riders looked better today. David Godou looking better than his Dauphiné form. Carlos Rodriguez of Ineos Grenadiers. He was the strongest rider outside of Pogacar and Vingigo up that climb. But we're still missing a little, a little something from the likes of Ben O'Connor, Roman Balde, and definitely Guillaume Martin, who lost yet more time. In the green jersey fight, Jasper Philipsa continues to lead that one. The King of the Mountains jersey shifts over to Felix Gall of Ajdazer Citroën, and the white jersey is still on the shoulders of Tadej Pogacar. Well, that's everything from our post-race analysis for today's stage. You can comment down below what your views are of this stage. Is Vingo the man to beat, or are we all aboard the giant the hype train? Choo-choo. I certainly think that some teams are underestimating the rider from Bora Hansgrohe. Anyways, thank you very much for watching. You can tune into our preview and live stream of tomorrow's stage, and we will see you around.